Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Welcome back to Parsha and Gemara. Um, so this week's Parsha Truma. And I'd like to talk about a pasuk which I really think spoke to me uh, roughly around, say, 12 years ago, 12, 13 years ago. Um, it's Parsha Truma. It's talking about um, Hashem giving the instructions to Moshe um, to build the Mishkan and all the artifacts that should be in the Mishkan. And it starts first, rightly so, with the Aron. The Aron, which contained the Luchot Abrit, both the broken ones and um, the intact ones. And the Pasuk, you know, the Pasukim describe how you're supposed to build it. It's supposed to be covered in gold. It's three boxes. You're going to have a lid on it. You have the Kruvim on top of the lid, um, and so on and so forth. And, and it's obviously a, a beautiful item, and and the one thing which always stuck out to me, which 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 spoke to me and was a lesson which I, I learned right away um, when learning this was was the pasuk about the um, tabaot. So basically, all the items in the mishkan had to be built in a way that they could also be carried and to travel with, right? Because in the midbar in the desert, Ben Israel was going from place to place to place, and they had to be able to. Um, erect the Mishkan and take it down and then walk with it. So in all of the items of the Mishkan, they had some type of mechanism which they could carry each item, whether it was the Mizbeach, the Shulchan, um, everything had it. And so with the Aron, it says in the Pasuk, Right, the poles shall remain in the rings of the ark on the four corners of the Aaron. Um, they had the they they put they had rings in which they put these badim into. They put these uh, tabot uh, the the poles into these rings so that they could carry it. And then the last part spoke to me. It's lo yasuru and they shall not be removed from it. I took from this many many years ago that you, wherever you go, doesn't matter where you go, wherever you're traveling in the world where you're going to work, every step you take, the Torah should always be with you. It should never be removed. And I and I learned that lesson just from the Sukim, no Mefarshim, no extra commentary. And 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 that really always spoke to me. And I, I've sort of tried to as best in my as in my abilities to live by this idea of bringing the Torah wherever you go, whether it's on the basketball court, whether it's to when you're going out with friends or in your home, everywhere. And so I decided, no, let's look if there's a Gemara on this. And obviously there is in Masachat Yuma. And it added, I think, a little bit more to this, which I guess now that I'm a little bit older, I, I think makes a lot, lot of sense and could speak to a lot of people. So there's a Machloket in Masachat Yuma about these, these uh, Badim and the fact that they were never removed. So... It's not just the there as I said, every item was able had something to carry it with, but you were able to remove it. The only other item which we have that had something that wasn't removed was the um ephod, the the what's the coin gadol war. And so there was a part stuck to it. The ephod was attached to the breastplate of the coin gadol that he wore, and the ephod was never able to be removed. And that and the Badim that were put the the poles that were put in the Aron, those were the two things that were never able to be removed. Maybe there are other ones I I, I don't know, but specifically these two things you couldn't be removed. So the machloket in the Gemara is about whether or not this is descriptive or this is a halachic discussion. So 
Um, Rabbi, Eliezer, Rabbi Elazar says in the Gemara that this is a halacha that the the both the breastplate that is on the ephod that's on the breastplate and also the the um, the poles that are on the aron they're never to be removed. If you remove, that's an aver, that's an avera, and you get the the punishments and so on and so forth. However, Rav Acha Bar Yaakov he objects to this and says, no, this is just descriptive. He's Hashem is just giving instructions to Moshe about how this should be built. This should be built that they should not be able to remove these. It's not anything that if they are removed, you would be punished. Rather, it is actually um, just to tell you how it's supposed to be built. I know up until this point, this may not be so interesting because it's like descriptive of the items of the Mishkan, which, you know, to some people it's interesting, some it's not. But I'll, I'll get to my point shortly. Um, and then they, they, they are they in the end they the agreement is that this is actually a halachic it's both halachic and descriptive saying this is how you're supposed to make the 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 specifically the aron that the pole should not be removed and if you do remove it you do get punished but then they bring up another there's another machlok it brought up which i think brings a, a whole other idea to this loya menu right, to not remove um, the poles from the Aron. So Rabbi Yossi, um, the son of Rabbi Hanina, raised the contradiction. He says in another pasuk, um, in, in our pasuk, it says, the poles shall not be removed from the rings of the Aron, um, and they shall not be removed, right? What we said before. And then later on, um, in, in this week's Parsha, it then says, and the poles shall be put into the rings. Right, that implies that when the aron is used, the poles are inserted, which means to say that they're not there permanently. Right, so if they're saying that they shall be put in, that means that they're not always in, and therefore we have two contradictory psukim: one which says never remove them, and one which implies that they are removed. So how is this con contradiction resolved? So the Gemara ends off and says the poles could be removed from positioned, i.e. the way they were built. And Rashi explains that the poles were designed in a way that the out the, the ends of the poles were wide and could not be removed from, you know, both sides were very wide. And the middle of the uh, of the pole was very thin. So the poles were able to be moved around within the rings, but they could not actually be removed they could not come out so that's what rashi explains so that's how we that's how the contradiction was resolved not that they are actually inserted but that they're loose that they could be moved around but that they physically um cannot be cannot actually be removed and they're always attached to the iron and there's a bright which comes and and furthers and, and explains that this is what it was that they were loosened but they were never removed fully and i think the a layer on top of just the fact that what I used to think is that the the poles were never removed to show wherever you're going, you should always keep the Torah with you. And I think the 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 you know a, an addition to that, which which I learned from this Gemara, and this is my personal take on that, is that you know it said it said at the beginning of the Gemara that it's described in a way that that they were that the way that the poles were built uh, until we got to that explanation by Rashi is that they were stuck. 
They can never be moved. It, it felt like that it was just rigid, that that there is it was sort of like fully fit those rings against it, and they, they had no ability to be moved around, that they were just stuck to the Torah. And we view the Torah as emet. Most, you know, we say the Torah emet, the Torah is truth, and that's obviously true. And the question is, though, um, how steadfast are we in terms of our beliefs and in terms of the way we view things? And I think that the Torah, although it is truth, it is truth, there's so many layers and it's, and it's not, and, and the way we learn it and the way we perceive it is not just through the lens of the 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 rabbis, although the Mepharshim give us so much insight into it, but it's also through the lens of our experience and through the lens of life. And in that in that sort of perception, we should always be loose in terms of the way we view our truth, right? We should have strong principles. That's why loya surumimani. We should never leave the Torah. We should never fully remove ourselves. We should always be attached to it. And we have our strong principles. But it's also important to be loose, to understand that things change, that perceptions change, ideas change, life changes for individuals, for communities in the world. And sometimes we're so... Um, stuck in terms of our opinions. We're so stuck in terms of the way we view things that it's hard to see other things. And when you move, just like the Aaron, these Badim, these poles were made to be moved to carry the Torah. When you carry the Torah with you from place to place, whether that's physically, spiritually, or or emotionally, we we should hold steadfast, but we should also understand that we need to we need to be more open. We need to understand that there's other opinions out there. There's other ways to view things. And I think, you know, in, in this mindset, in this idea that when, when B'nai Israel is becoming a nation, the only way that, that we can really truly understand, and Rav Sachs always talked about, um, Zatzal always talked about the dignity of difference, right? The idea, and we have the concept of Shivim Panim Torah. there's 70 views to the Torah, Elu Elu Divre Elohim, right? So much is built into our perception of the Torah that there's multiple views. There's so many ideas. And although you should be steadfast and strong in terms of your belief, you should also be open to the understanding that there's other opinions out there. There's others ideas. And when we accept those, and maybe we don't agree with them, but as long as we can listen, as long as we can understand, I think that's the way we can truly come to know one each other, to come close to one another, and also to experience different views and maybe even take some of those views into your own life. Shabbat shalom.